You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hey, everybody, check out the Break the Bell podcast, where we believe your voice is your most powerful weapon. For a weekly dose of our take on what's going on in the world mixed with a side of history, find us wherever podcasts are found or on social media handle at Break the Bell Pod. And most importantly, never stop talking. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. There wasn't much to do during the first year of the pandemic. And right now it doesn't seem like there's much to do either. Of all the things that I said I was going to do with all the extra available time I had when I wasn't working full time, uh, video games is on the list. But my God, some things have been made too damn difficult to enjoy. Even the things that used to bring me the most happiness have now become more focused on in-app purchases and downloadable content and other online multiplayer shit than ever before. My God, I sound like a boomer. But hopefully I'll have some people in my corner tonight. The Degenerate panel, let's go ahead and bring them in. We've got one quarter Persian Zed. Zed, you're not smoking anything tonight. You seem to be indoors. What's up? Oh, yes, I'm enjoying some green tea. You sound like such a fudge right now. Well, I can't smoke. It's too cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, he can. <laughs> other than that, other than that, we have Derek of the Dead, the producer's producer, producing tonight's episode. Derek, how is life? Life is pretty good, RJ. I'm looking forward to talking about some, you know, gaming practices and just, you know, talking about the good, the bad, and what happened, what, how, you, how you, the internet has affected gaming as a whole. Yeah, you, you thought of this episode, and I was like, yeah, can we, can we talk about it for a full time? Then when we were preparing for it, I didn't realize how much stuff was actually pissing me off, but we'll there's go ahead. And, there is a lot, and there's probably more we'll jump into tonight. There could be a part can, two. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Let's not get too ahead of ourselves right now. We got to go ahead and bring in the last person, the... The, the one that goes ahead and asks before each show, what can I not say? And usually it's a whole laundry <laughs> list. Sean of the military industrial complex. Sean, can you please confirm whether or not you are wearing pants tonight? <laughs> I am wearing pants. Okay. If you say so, we'll take your word for it. Nothing better jump out because all of us are on Zoom together calling each other. Through He's in, Donald in, ducking it. He's Donald yeah. Ducking it. You, you, Donald all, Ducking. You, you all know you all know what that means. This is why this is an audio show. Yes. But uh, tonight, what we're talking about is uh, so, something that may, maybe I take a little bit too much uh, offense to it. But he, here's where I'm at, guys. I I was the one person at GameStop many many moons ago who didn't really know shit about video games. I think the last video game I played any of was like an hour of Doom Eternal, and then before that it was the Spider-Man on PS4 game. Other than that, like the past seven years have been kind of a dry spell for me video game wise. I love Dread Dead Two, love Spider-Man. That's that's all I can really think of right now, because my problem is. And uh, this is where the the crux of the show is coming from. Video games used to be simple. You buy the damn game, you play it. It comes with a bunch of extra stuff. 
You got split screen if you're friends. Uh, you can pick it up whenever and it's going to be fine. Now it seems like you're not buying the entire game. You're basically buying like the skeleton of a game and then you have to go ahead and buy a whole bunch of other shit to get used to it. And if you want to play with your friends or your family, you, you can't do split screen, you know, have a good time or sitting around the couch in front of the TV like we used to. Now everything is online and most of the time it's with strangers. And they're not even the fun strangers from like the mid 2000s Xbox Live era. Now these are all people that actually take their shit way too seriously. Man. And, you know, fo- phone games don't make it any better. Everything is six degrees of, you know, uh, Tetris. And it's, it's just filled with ads and in-app purchases. Question of the night. Did the Internet kill gaming? The answer is the answer to this question is, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a complicated answer, but... The internet is a blessing and a curse to gaming because it's a blessing in the sense that you can add content to a good game after the fact. And I think when, you know, the early Xbox 360 games, it was the early Xbox 360 days, it was used for this purpose. But now it's just used to kind of be a cash cow purpose because, like, now you have the ability to make a game, say, okay, well, we're running out of money and we need money. So let's release it. Oh wait, it's not ready yet, but we have the internet so we can just patch it and patch out the bugs now or patch out bugs later and release it now, make our money and then solve the problem. Like, which is kind of the route that our, the first game we're going to talk about cyberpunk 2077, as I think is going to do because they have released, as I think a lot of people know, uh, you know, it's it, it's it's a, it's a hot mess. It's it is a, a very mess. big hot mess. Uh, it's oil. Have you have you touched this at all? I did. Uh, I pulled it up and I play. I probably played it for like fifteen minutes, and I'm just like, this is garbage. Zed, no, I I, I didn't buy it because it's funny. I play on PC, and the recommended system requirements. They said, oh my my system meets the recommended system requirements. PC. I feel yeah. like PC gamers are like the white supremacists of gamers. They are. Yeah. Everything is inferior to me, PC. So as and the uh, person but, here who is actually, I have played Cyberpunk. I have. I, I'm not through the game. I've played. I've played past the prologue section, so I'm going to be as spoiler free as possible. You know. Yeah. Um, and. Like, there are things I like about it. I like the characters. I, I think I, I kind of like where the story's going. You know, I think it's an interesting game with a very interesting world, but there are a lot of issues with it. Like, yeah. uh, like um, very big, glaring issues that I can't move past. Like, the voice acting is great. The characters are fun. I, I'm liking the world that this is set in, but there's a lot of work to be done here. And it was a very undercooked game, in my opinion. Zed? Yeah. What I was saying is, actually, I. I didn't get to play it because I looked at the system requirements and from what the developer said, my computer could run it and I have older hardware, but when I actually saw like gameplay of people playing in an older hardware, it was basically unplayable. Like even in the lowest setting, you get like terrible frames and it's kind of like false advertising. Like here they're saying, Hey, your computer will be able to play it. No problem. And then in reality, it, it's not that way. You need like a super high end PC to play it. Cause it's so unoptimized. And is this like this across the board for like all consoles? Yeah, even with consoles, it's it's so, it's a shit experience so, on consoles. So as far as I'm aware, past gen consoles have it the worst. Like if you were on a if you are on a base PS4 or God forbid a PS4 Slim or like an Xbox One 
that's not an Xbox Series X. Xbox One like, Scorpio, Derek. Uh, yeah, that too. What the hell is that? I don't. I don't know. I <laughs> uh, the Xbox One. It's uh, trash. That's that's where it is. <laughs> um, so so here here's here's my confusion though. Like this game, as I found out today, I didn't know this prior. Have apparently been in development since 2013. So yes. here you have you've been given eight years to produce something, seven years to at least make sure that all you have to do is come through some bugs. This this is coming from who, what what's the studio that did this? CD Projekt Red, the studio that brought you Witcher Three. So you'd think they have their act together. What, where did this go wrong, Zed? I feel like they got in way o- in over their heads. Because I see this from like a lot of studios. Uh, I mean, mainly, uh, I mean, before it used to be with like indie studios. Now it's carried over to AAA studios. But a good example would be Star Citizen. Uh, it's just basically uh, for PC. It's like an open world space exploration game. Basically, they're trying to make an open world galaxy with its own economy and everything like that. And they promise people so much. And it's Kickstarter had like the highest amount of money funded for a game, like $70 million backing it. And they said, oh, yeah, the campaign's going to be ready in 2016. And, you know, this feature is going to be ready in 2017. It's like 2021. And they haven't even released the campaign yet. And they just took all this money and they're like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. But they were like way in over their heads and nothing has happened. And I think that's carried over to these other developers like, hey, let's get this hype built up so people will buy our shit. And then when it releases, we'll deal with the aftermath later. Sean, so, you mentioned that you, you didn't play much of it because it was so crappy. What what were some of the things that were the problem? Uh, it, it, I would just freeze up. And basically my character, like, again, it it wouldn't, I did it on my gaming uh, or my Xbox, like on the beta version. And it just, it it kept glitching out. Like I'd move what I'd move to the left. I'm really moving to the right. And it just didn't look, I, I, I have a new 4k TV. It didn't even look right. Visualize. Derek, don't don't they do some type of like quality test before they put this out? Because this so, this game has been bought by thousands of people at this so, point. So How do you is, fix that for those people? So this is actually something I do want to talk about. Um, like, so Cyberpunk, at least when I first started playing the game, and I was I was like streaming it on Discord for Zed, like because he was watching play like, the initial part of the game. Um, it asks you like, oh, do you want to like, you know, have any bugs like reported to CD Projekt Red, like a like a voluntary disclaimer of like basically having your game like looked at, like it, so it can kind of track bugs and shit. So I, I think what what developers are doing now, and this is purely opinion, by the way. I just don't want people to take me at fact here. Um, like I think what they're doing is like like Q Q and A testing used to be huge with old games. And by old I mean they. By old I mean anything that's GameCube, PS2 backwards, because you know, like Xbox 360, PS3, that was network connected, and you could add patches later. You can't add patches of those games. So QA testing was incredibly important. But now it's like, oh well, the gamers are our beta testers. The gamers are the like the the, the that, people who, who buy what, shit. What at industry? Launch. Like what? What industry does that? It's like saying the video here's, here's here's a restaurant. We're we're gonna give you half the meal, and it's like I don't know if that's by intention or by not. I mean, what what well, prompted well, so, that? Were, were they putting out too many games that had those issues? So I think it's like it's triple A studios that do this really because there's so many deadlines, and and you know Zed was saying this earlier. 
um, that there's so many deadlines and there's so many people with different ideas to bounce off of and just all these things happening and like all these big execs like, oh, we need the game like now. And then the devs are like, we can't do that. And they're like, we'll just release it and patch it later. Like it becomes a big money thing because the thing is, if you add things right, like if you advertise it right and Cyberpunk did, Cyberpunk advertised like hell, like the hype was real and they did like three delays before the launch date. Like the actual launch date. Yeah, and that's another thing. They delayed this game three times and they said that we're delaying it so we can work on it and fix bugs. So whether that which was... Is, which is understandable. So you'd think which, by the yeah. time they put it out, this shit would be fixed. And part of it is that they decided... Like, I, I mean, I think from like a dev standpoint, it was one of two things. I, either they truly felt that they wanted to fix things, fix bugs, and they'll release the right game. And what ended up happening was... They delayed it three times, and the investors got pissy and were like, okay, you've delayed this game three times. We need money now. It's holiday season. This is the best time to release it. Go, go, go. Or everyone decided that was the case. Because, because I mean, you have to think about it. From a money perspective, it makes more sense business-wise. Like, holiday release, 2020, when the pandemic is high and everyone's doing shit at home and like, oh, you can release this big open-world game that people can just sink their teeth into and like the hype was really up there like launch sales were going to be high like i i, I, I think will profess, this was, i am guilty of buying like, this game right away wasn't this game like the only thing that came out last year yeah well uh, this is this was the game of the people are talking about how this was going to be the game of the decade yeah like the game like people were very excited well, when, well, when you've been talking about it for eight years you think that it would you know yeah. i mean i didn't even realize that keanu reeves was going to be in it until he walked out um at that one conference so, to to show the trailer so without getting too spoiler heavy like like in terms of keanu reeves i think they did deliver on that at the very least because he is in the game and he's not just like a cameo he's a very big part of the game like like so mm-hmm. you know like he's he's an interesting character and honestly johnny silverhand is very cool but like Sean, did you buy any other game last year? Uh, I mean, Madden, of course, but uh, we're gonna talk about that later. We are gonna rip oh, we're gonna we're gonna rip into Madden like there's no tomorrow. Sorry, sports uh, game fans. And then I mean, I did the Cyberpunk beta version. Shit, there was, there was no beta, but there was no beta. There was no beta. I, I don't know what I played then. I guess it was. <laughs> That you, means, uh, you played you the real cyberpunk game or not <laughs> okay then it then the real cyberpunk is shit oh my was, god there, we, there we've was got no demo there was we, no we've free got, demo to download <laughs> okay well well let's look at this we've got we, we've got some clips from the game i think somebody actually put together um a, a bug, bug compilation <laughs> let's go ahead and see how this is and by the way we you, you don't think i pay attention but i do we do i do uh we're gonna go ahead and start including these clips in the show notes of this episode one of the reasons why we can't often show the footage is for copyright reasons uh we usually get flagged for copyright by posting the audio alone but like by doing this we oh no that, that's not a problem i mean we're, we're not we're not just, there's no money to be made off of this it make it, the content is what matters the most and like you know we could show so so we could 
you could listen to the audio and all we'll do is just get demonetized for this episode. If we posted, you know, more than 30 seconds of the footage and everything else, then that's a problem. So if you want to go ahead and watch some of the stuff that you're going to listen to along here, we're going to go ahead and have it in the show notes. So that way you can actually see all of this in full glory for yourself. But until then, let's go ahead, Derek. In 2077, they voted my city the worst place to live in America. Chicago. <laughs> Main issues, sky-high rate of violence, and more people living below the poverty line than anywhere else. COVID. Can't deny it, it's all true. But everybody still wants to live here. It seems always got a promise for you. Might be a lie, an illusion. It's there, just around the corner, and it keeps you going. It's a city of dreams, and I'm a big dreamer. looks worse than like the glitchiest of PlayStation 2 games to come out. What console was that on? I uh let me see if the description says anything. It does not. Well, most of the issues and bugs it was probably came from like the PS4, PS4 or, 360, or, X, or Xbox or One Xbox S One. Or... Yeah. I mean, uh, people who had like high-end PCs to play this game on um experienced like very minor bugs, but people with lower end hardware, the game just tried to kill itself. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. CD Projekt Red is a publicly traded company, and after the game released, their stock tanked. I mean, how how do you how how do you respond to that? Because this isn't one of the situations where it's like, oh, it was a couple of games. This is almost everybody that bought it. How, I don't. I don't know how a company fixes this. What? What so, did they try and do? So that's a. Here's the thing, like, and that's kind of why I want to talk about this. The internet, like, since everything is connected to the internet, you can just retroactively patch a video game. Like, you just can't. Like, like, just like they just pushed, and they've already pushed out three patches. That like three hot fixes to fix some of the address, some of the issues in game and they'll probably do more. Um, like, and a lot of games do this now. Now I do want to talk about like a slightly different game that actually it had this very same problem. Uh, RJ, have you ever heard of no man's sky? No. Like, so I, I, Zed and I have talked about this a little bit, but yeah. But this, no is, this, this isn't like some obscure Japanese game, is it? No, no, it's, no, it's, 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 a, space, is, it's a space game. It was very it, hyped as well. It is like this. The amount of hype you see for Cyberpunk is the same amount of hype for this game. 
it what came year? from like uh, 2015, like 20, 2016. I, I was, yeah, I had no clue what was coming out that year. Yeah, but, but basically, it came out from an indie developer, like a small yeah, studio. Yeah, it was like an indie developer, not not CD Projekt Red, but like, um, but basically, like it was a similar situation like this. It was very hyped because it was like a space game where you could like fly between planets and like land on them and like explore and stuff like that. Um, and it was very hyped up, but it was also very bad because it was missing a lot of the features that were promised, just like Cyberpunk. Now, here's the kicker. Like, like they actually fixed their game to the point where the Steam reviews went from mo- like mostly negative to somewhat positive. Like, like they, they fixed their game it's by, by same, updating it and yeah. patching it and shit like that. Like, it's not, not the just same patches, game anymore. It's not, it's not the same game. It's different. Like it's not nearly as buggy. It has features that were originally promised. The like, gameplay is different too. The story is different. Everything and like and like there's and there's even multiplayer now. Like there yeah. was a multiplayer start, but now there is. So I think a game is it is it, at, is it add-ons or is it actually no, it repairing was, stuff? Because was, all this looks like it just needs to be repaired. No, no, it was like cyber. It was it was free repair and add-ons. Like okay. like it wasn't something they had to separately download. It was just patched. Like they just added it in. So, um, what was like, like, here's the, when, when I think of like the crown jewel of stuff, mm-hmm. wasn't there like a space Marines game that came out? Like when we were in high school. Oh space yeah. Marines. Aliens, colonial Marines. Sean, was it you or was it other Sean that owned that game? Other Sean. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Other Sean. I, uh, who, who knows the story behind that? Uh, I, 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 I do. I okay. Guess. Break, break, break it down. Stupid. So basically, it was uh, an Aliens Colonial Marines game based off like the Alien movie franchise, and it's supposed to be a first-person shooter. And like they released a trailer in E3 showing off some gameplay, right? And everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" It's just like the movies, like the atmosphere, the environment, you know, the way the game is played, and everything like that. So everyone was really hyped up. But uh, when the game was released, it was just packed with bugs, and you know features or things that were promised in the game uh, were at either not added or they were just taken out for some whatever reason. And it wasn't as bad as Cyberpunk, but it was bad enough to get, draw media attention. Are you saying that Cyberpunk is worse than that? Yeah. Because the problem is Alien Colonial Marines is a very niche game for a really niche fan base, you know? But this, like... Literally, the entire world was hyped for this game. I'm pretty sure they sold millions of copies the night it came out. Oh, and one thing, I don't think we've said this before, but RJ, like, this game was removed from the PSN store. Cyberpunk. Yes. Cyberpunk was removed from the PSN store. Which has has never been done You could not download it on PS4 anymore. Well, I will say, I, I checked my credit card just now. I paid for it, so... Ugh. Did you I get a refund? No, not yet. Rub can. Did you oh, actually, you're so you actually, privileged, Doyle. You actually, <laughs> you actually bought Cyberpunk. Yeah. I, again, I thought it was the beta version. I was gonna. There like, is no beta. There is no beta <laughs> version. Fuck <laughs> Doyle. Are, are you thinking about the same game we're talking about, or did you play something else? Cyberpunk, the Wish.com Cyberpunk Cyberbully. Cyberbully. What happens no. when you get Wish.com Cyberpunk? <laughs> no, actually, you know, talk about Wish.com, RJ. You don't understand how hype this game is. That very. 
this game was so hype that now uh, spammers or scam, yeah, scammers are actually creating fake Cyberpunk 2077 apps on the Google Play Store. So when you and kids will think, oh, holy shit, Cyberpunk 2077 on my iPhone for five dollars, iPhone explodes. Right? They'll, they'll they'll download it. They'll put in their credit card information, and then the actual app itself actually has a virus which locks down your phone. And they're like, hey, you got to pay us five hundred dollars in Bitcoin, otherwise you're not going to get your phone back. Like and Boy, scammers are taking advantage of the hype of this game to scam people. You, you guys want speaking of wish.com while I'm here, this is actually kind of ironic. So I bought <laughs> I've got a problem. I bought this watch from wish.com. It's supposed to be a, a Tudor Black Bay 58. The real Tudor Black Bay 58 is five thousand dollars. So I yeah. saw this, I knew it was fake. I bought it for 20 bucks. Um, let, let me just kind of run through this. Like it's on a leather it's bracelet. I'm sorry. It's on a leather strap. I had to throw away the strap because the metal, uh, strap was, was had like lead shavings on it and it won't close. So it was broken and it felt plastic. So I threw that away. The, the glass on the real one is supposed to be Sapphire. This is plastic. This is like vending machine plastic bad. Um, the, the bezel barely moves the crown. It's supposed to be a screw down crown. This one just pulls out and it says it's automatic, but this takes a battery. So like when I'm looking at this, I'm like, Oh my God, this looks like the wish.com version of a real game. So if anyone's ever like, Oh, I bet he buys fake shit off wish.com. I did one time and I keep it here just as a memento of buying bullshit. But that that's the problem with it though. All, all these games coming out. I don't remember the last time a video game really came out that actually act, delivered on what people expected. I feel like when we were growing up and I'll primarily just say like the Xbox 360 era, Mm-hmm. games are really at their peak when you got a game it might may have a glitch or two but it's the real thing uh you're getting everything there seven uh, yeah Best and, year and, for gaming <laughs> and, and it's like even even for like iphone games i don't i don't have any iphone games on my phone anymore because it's all just it's, it's all basically the same thing over and over again and it's 99 percent in-app purchases like doyle do, do you have any games on your phone yeah, uh, so speaking of that purchase, Pocket Tanks, I have the original Pocket Tanks that like was on iPhone 4s or something like that, and they've upgraded it, and it's like, I think a while ago, I bought the add-on purchases for like the weapons and stuff, and I still have the game till this day. And, and, and I mean, can, can you enjoy it without having to buy more? No, you can't. Really? Like, honestly, it was, like, the basic shit that I had. It was, like, it got boring. And then they're like, oh, you could buy these, like, weapon packs to continue on. And it made it interesting, but it's, like, I think, I mean, I was I was a kid then. I paid $5, I think $6 one time for these weapon packs. Well, you know, talking about that, it actually brings up another topic about free-to-play games. Because mm-hmm. now another thing is, yeah, you know, games are, uh, you know, patched later on and this and that using internet. But another way that these developers are making money is they'll release a game free-to-play. So it's like, hey, you can download this game right now and you can start playing it. Like, and, what's an example? So say Counter-Strike, Global Fortnite. Offensive, or Fortnite, right? So in, I in fucking ca- hate Fortnite with a passion. So it's say, a strong example. 
So say <laughs> Counter-Strike, right? You get the full experience uh, of playing the game, right? But once it gets sucked into the game, you uh, there are these things called uh, loot boxes or uh, crates, right? And you unlock these crates by playing the game. Now, these crates contain skins, like cool skins for your guns so you can show off to people. And these skins actually have value, like monetary value. So if you get a very rare skin, it's like a stock market almost. Like that skin's value is like three hundred and fifty dollars. And you can well, actually... what does that mean for you at that point? You can't sell it, can you? No, you you could. So what what's really cool is, say you pay two dollars and fifty cents to unlock a digital key, and you can use that key to open up a crate. And that crate is like a, a slot machine. And if you're lucky enough to get a really good skin, which is worth a lot of money you can actually sell that on the Steam Marketplace. So someone who wants that skin really bad for one of their guns, they'll buy it, and that money will be transferred to your credit card account or your Steam wallet, and you can use that to buy other things on the site itself. And then um, another another thing is, you know, uh, say Fortnite, microtransactions. So the game is free to play. How is a developer going to make their money if the game's free to play? Well, if you get all these kids hooked to this video game and they play it all the time with their friends, oh, look, there's a new Mandalorian and Baby Yoda skin for your character. You can get it for $5. What do you think the kids kids are going to do? They're going to ask for their parents' credit cards. I, I had this moment happen um, when I was a GameStop employee. So they have they, they have gift cards to get whatever coins or currency you get in Fortnite. And what you had was you had these parents coming in, buying this extra stuff for their kid, but they didn't realize what they were basically just doing was they were buying gift cards. So like, and I think like what, what was, what I might be wrong, but what was messing with people is like a dollar is worth like a point. So if you want like a thousand points, you're paying like a crap, like almost a hundred plus dollars for it. So you're getting these people that are buying this shit for their kids. And what they don't realize is not a one-time thing. What you're basically just doing is you're giving them the money to buy more stuff and they're just going to need to do it again later. What were you going to say, Sean? No, I I, I completely agree with you because I was, I did that once. I forget what game it was for, but exactly what you're saying. Mom, mom and dad doubled down on like, these gift cards for games and then it's like i needed three times as much just to buy shit through the game yeah like i used to i used to play well i used to play like island hopper i didn't realize this i spent like three hundred dollars on stuff for island hopper what yeah wow well i i I will say this i was also going to school in alabama in the middle of nowhere and i didn't have air conditioning and the wi-fi was shit so gotcha gotcha. that was my one hobby that was my one release so so i'll I'll say this like in terms of like the free-to-play games you know like my my philosophy on the whole microtransaction stuff is that if it if microtransactions do not affect the actual gameplay like what do i mean by this i mean like like how much damage your gun does, the kind types of guns you can get, the like the weapons and stuff like that. If it's just cosmetic shit, I don't care. So here's like, here's my question. For those free to play games, how do they make money without the in app purchases? Or are the in app purchases what allows them to make money? So I, I believe that it is the moneymaker. At the in-app purchases, because like I think of games like Fortnite and Apex Legends, because Apex Legends actually got me and you, Zed, 
in terms of like because because Zed and I played Apex Legends quite a bit, and they had like a they had like a battle pass that was like it was like ten dollars I think it was about the mm-hmm. battle pass, like and that just basically gives you access to because there's like when you level up in Apex there was like um there was always like a reward there was like the free rewards and then like the the battle pass rewards and. Okay. If you buy the battle pass at any point at whatever level you're at, you get all the levels before that. So it didn't matter when you bought it. You still get the same amount of XP and all that. Yes. Um, so the trick is what they do is they'll lure you in with a free-to-play game and you'll get hooked to it with your friends playing it all the time. And at the same time, while you're playing it for free, the game is showing you, oh, look at all the stuff you unlocked. You know, if you just pay us $10, you can unlock all this shit right away and you'll be able to access it. And then you tell yourself, you know what? You know, most games these days are sixty dollars, but I'm playing this game for free. What's ten dollars? And you get yeah. ten bucks, and you get your your skins or your cosmetic items. But that's, that's like that's like a Disney Fast Pass. Like it's not like you're the game is being impacted. You're just getting more stuff early on. Yes, yeah, exactly. And that's and there's part of me that's okay with that because it's like it's like for people who care, they can buy it. And then you you can argue whether it's predatory for kids or not, like all day and. Maybe it is. It depends on how, you know, like willing the parents are to be like, oh, here's my credit card, kiddo, go. go I, I treat it. I game. treat it. So, <laughs> so like I, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a free market libertarian. Like people make their own decisions. I, I consider something predatory when it's real, like in terms of gaming, when it's really going towards children. Like yeah. you know, if, if, if gambling is a thing that people have a problem with, at least you're an adult. You have to be an adult to gamble. Yeah, you're an adult. Um, you made your decisions, but like kids that like are just buying stuff and not really thinking about the consequences. Yeah, like, like I, I remember, like when, when we were kids, people used to bitch at uh, McDonald's because you know the whole health thing with that movie uh, Super Size Me. It was like, oh well, you know these kids are getting obese and stuff because they they want the toy from McDonald's that you get for free, but you know in order to do that they have to buy cheeseburgers and stuff like that and they used to call that predatory and it's like no that's just something that they give you that other stores don't get i mean the toys the the toys were nice to go get at mcdonald's i remember i really wanted so like remember you had to get the collectible pieces like the stuff to build like a power anger megazoid inspector gadget bionic bionicle toys that are exactly well you know one thing you're talking about you know being predatory and gambling I don't have a, an issue with say like Fortnite. And I'm oh, not sure but but Fortnite... real fast, but but like what I'm trying to say is like they used to do that, but that like compared to some of this stuff, it's very low key because you're you're gonna get tired of the toy, you're, you're gonna get tired of that stuff. With these games, you're, you're spending a lot, many many more hours than you were on anything else. That's my problem with it. Yeah, I and mean, thing... I oh I'm sorry. You go go ahead, Zed. Oh yeah, I was saying, and the thing with like. uh you're mentioning like gambling and being predatory towards kids. I'm not sure if um, Fortnite does this, but if a game is basically like, hey, if you want this Mandalorian skin for your character, pay $10 and you'll get the skin. What I'm not okay with is basically loot boxes in the sense of, hey, pay us $5 and you're going to you know, get prompted a little slot machine and maybe you'll get the Mandalorian character. 
Okay, that right there, they actually, somebody yeah. in Congress, like in 2018, I think it was like Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, he actually put forth a th- uh, commission, which of all the things the government's got to spend time on, this is actually funny. Like when it came to that, that specific type of ad where it's like buy the loot crate and you might get this, people want that. And the the way I see it, um, when they when you do the advertising, when you go online, you, you're looking at kids' toys, kids' shows, kids' products. It's not going towards adults. So what you're doing is you're going directly to your target demographic. That's why you see you know certain ads on certain channels. You won't see toy ads or anything else, toys or Disneyland, unless you're on something where you're going to have a very young demographic. Yeah. So what you have is, and what they do is they cover themselves because they have the disclaimer: oh, you have to be 18 or older to do this. Well, what you have is you have these kids demanding it, and the parents don't understand how this stuff works. They think they're buying gift cards, or they think they're buying a specific thing. No, it's it's gambling in the sense that you're you're buying basically in store credit to hopefully get that. Yeah, and you know, I think like some games do strike like a weird happy medium there. And you know, I was going to use Overwatch as a positive example, but now I feel like it's not because of Zed, like Zed's argument when it comes to loot boxes. Because I mean, I mean, so when it comes to Overwatch, at least I, I play a lot of this. You know, like like um, when it first came out and stuff, and it, I, I think it's a fun game. You know, um, it's not a free-to-play game. You do have to pay for it, but like once you buy it once, you never really have to pay for anything again because all the gameplay elements are wrapped in that package. All the maps were free. All the new characters were free. Like everything you needed was was uh, free after you bought the game. But everything you might want, like skins, emotes, stuff like that, like either what you what the would, hell are emotes. Just, just like char- characters do, like a pose or a dance. So, or some like, shit. you, know, the, you the, have to the, pay for that. No, you don't have to pay for it. But like, you, you might just get it, and like, because Overwatch had a loot box system. So, like, you level up, you get a loot box, and then like it opens and like gives you four things, and it might have been like credits, or it could just be the emote you're looking for, and and like it, you get them frequently enough that I don't think it's an issue because like you just get them by naturally playing the game. Like they, they had that somewhat for the uh for the avengers game and and i want to talk about the avengers game i think i'm the only one that played it i i had i played it for like a day i didn't finish it that was probably the recent one i tried playing but Mm -hmm. i I am curious and i want to just go down here uh we'll start with sean sean if you had a kid would you let them play Fortnite? no because of all the 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 add-on shit and i just i think the game's stupid yeah derek uh no probably not it, it, just because like there's there's like it's not like, obviously there's a whole can of worms to go into when it's like oh should a kid play Fortnite or not depending on how old they are and shit because again it is an online game and it's like and you know if like unless they're getting on with like friends then I just like if they're like oh I'm just gonna get on Fortnite and just play by myself with randos it's like I don't want you playing with randos like Zed? Like eleven, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, for me, I mean, if the kid enjoys the game and he does it to play with his friends, I don't care. But in terms of like buying stuff and everything like that, I mean, you're probably gonna get a gift card on your birthday, and that's it. Yeah. Um, 
but before before we go on to the to the next part, and I'd like to cover Avengers for a little bit. Uh, sure. I know we didn't really bring that up. My my last question about Cyberpunk specifically: mm-hmm. what what's the gimmick with the game? Because it seems like everything has a gimmick. Is there an is there like an online multiplayer component? There is not. I've heard that that might be in the works, but I don't know enough. Well, what like, I what I heard. I'm sorry, Derek. Uh, 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 no, I was just saying that, like, I hear it might be in the works. Um, it's something that I think they're thinking about adding later. Like, as like regardless of how this launch went, I think they planned on potentially adding a multiplayer component and at a later date, but it wasn't going to be part of the main game to start. So, so is there any part of this game where they're going to prompt you to buy more stuff? No, there is no microtransaction. In so, this game. so why that that's the part that pisses me off this was if this was the one product did they, they willingly put this out they knowingly put it out this way yeah they did we, we've got no we, we've got one more uh gameplay footage you, you want to go ahead and toss it up sure let's go ahead and check this out so this is this is a this is the bug version of the keanu trailer which you all probably saw and uh, i'll tell you right off the bat it is not breathtaking. It is not, breathtaking, not breathtaking at all. Keanu's still breathtaking, but that's he's still it. breathtaking. But this trailer, <laughs> but the gameplay isn't. Go ahead, Derek. In 2077, what makes someone a criminal? Pause. Okay, Sean. It's not gay if it's Keanu or George Michael. Okay. Yeah, Keanu is omnisexual. Yeah, Keanu. Oh, Ke- what? Say it. Say your shit. Come on. Say your shit, Doyle. You don't get to you don't get to pull that out. Say your shit. And then just just say okay, whatever. I'm just saying, Keanu just looks like a total boy band character. I mean, Jesus. He, act, he actually plays a boy band member in the game. I'm it's not even fu- It's funny you say that. Johnny Silverhand's in a rock band. Yeah, he, he is. Johnny Silverhand's in a rock band. Okay, go go ahead and play it. Yeah. Put a bullet in you. You'll make this whole city burn. The fires. In Night City, you can become anyone, anything. Your body can pay the price. So seize the day, then set it on fire. Normal stuff. Cyberpunk 2077. Pre order now. It's, okay, so so it's something else that I feel bad for Keanu Reeves. I think he's a really sincere guy. So when people started reporting as to how bad the game was, I wonder if he genuinely felt bad. I want to. Hey, I, I hope he did feel look, bad. He might, but I. If it's any consolation, if if by some miracle Keanu Reeves is listening to this podcast, like like I do like your character in the game. I think you do, did a great job, Keanu. <laughs> um, hey, I have a. I have a big man crush on Keanu. I'll say it. Look, um, it's not gay, Doyle. It's Keanu. It's Look, Keanu. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're talking about gimmicks of this game. I mean, I guess I could say one thing that they always like talked about when this game was about to release. They're like, this is the most adult game ever made. This game is for adults. And 
and everyone was like so hyped like on online and on the forums how, like, how is it different from like a grand theft auto no, like, well, how more like, adult yeah, are you getting because because they're like oh it's like you're going to be able to customize your character's genitals in this game and you're going to have to get to have first person is that sex. is that well, re- is that real is the dick yes, part real there is yeah. a small medium and large setting for the gift yeah, yeah but the yeah. thing is they lied to us they said we were able to make like a 13 inch robo dick and we just like small medium and large that, that's it i'm like what really come on who who's picking small <laughs> no one <laughs> <Doyle Yeah. is. laughs> and then and they're like you know the sex scenes are going to be amazing like first person sex scenes and all this and it's just is, like, it, is it like is it like uh 1997 laura croft yeah, like so, the triangle so I, I, I actually no, can't like, attest to this like i haven't really, gotten there yet so i can't tell but you. from what i heard it's like really soft core stuff it's like nothing like oh my god you know like yeah you, you know? know what they need to do they need to find the guys that did the the mass effect porn oh 100 oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey miranda fucks the galaxy or does the galaxy we're, we're not going to show it but, no, but we can't show that but <laughs> hey, you, if you, you want to look it up it. if you want to look it up miranda does going. the galaxy we warned you. We warned, we warned you. you. Um, by by the way, so, like Pixar level shit. Pixar. Um, oh yeah, these kidding. guys are talented. Okay, like from an art perspective, amazing, it's breathtaking. Um, that is breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Uh, okay, so he, here's my problem with Avengers. Avengers is like 20 games in one game. What I will say is that the graphics, the story, and the gameplay itself is pretty cool. You get to like you get to play all the major Avengers: Hulk, Iron Man, Black Widow, Captain America, um, the Miss Marvel character, who's Kamala Khan, who's actually more fun than I thought she was going to be as a playable character. So you've got the story mode, but then you've got all the side missions where they only really work if you're playing them online. Then you have all the skins and all the customizable features. And you've got to upgrade your stuff, so you've got that component. And, and what I, what, what's difficult is the game is split between stuff that's primarily online, and then you've got like these very niche, niche uh, RPG elements. And for, for me, I, I consider myself a pretty passive gamer. Like... I'm in a side scroll mindset, basically. It's too damn complicated. And then, like every other like 20 minutes or something, whenever you go to a load screen, there are like a, a dozen ads asking you to buy shit. And it's like the the the, the game stopped being a game. It's like you know what, what I like is with, with the video game market being the way it is. There are different types of games for different people. If you like shooters, you get it. If you like fighters, you get. It. If you love the Nintendo stuff, guess what? They'll be making Smash Brothers until the end of the world. Wow. But with games yeah. like this, it's like you know they they want it to be everything. They want it to be RPG, MMO, multiplayer. They want to add in a dozen in-app purchases. They want like you you, you want Black Panther or Spider Man or any of the characters that. Are coming out with you're gonna have to pay for that it's like so much of the game is trying to take me out of the game it's almost not worth playing because it's enjoyable but it would be even more enjoyable if it just knew what it wanted to be and it stopped harassing people that didn't want it to be all these other shit Mm -hmm. i hear what you're saying like it's not uh, straightforward anymore 
No, it, it's it's third. It's like Inception. Like I don't know what I'm playing, and yeah. uh, you know, I asked my brother. Uh, he he finished the store, the main story mode, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, you finished the main campaign, and not to spoil it, but like you get all these little online features and all this other stuff. You could play online, and then it's like, well, when you go back and you buy all the new characters, it's like you get to experience it all over again. It's like that 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 has a certain you know, once you get, once you get to the end of the game, certain things just don't become that appealing. And then at that point, it's like, well, how, what am I really getting at this point? So, so I think, I think this all comes down to basically like your preference on, do you want a game that you enjoy to continue? And what do I mean by that? Obviously a sequel can be developed or they can spend time resources with the same engine, same, you know, all the same stuff doing DLC things. Now, okay. What, case in point. Spider-Man on PS4, best video game ever made. Oh yeah, no, you, get, you get so much from that one game that it made it worth it to buy the DLCs. Yeah, the DLCs. I loved. Very good. I loved playing the DLCs. The heist, the thing with Hammerhead, um, the, Silver the, Sable. Yeah, the, the the others like those were all really really awesome. And yeah, it, you buy that, and it's like this feels good. But it, it, it it's extra. It's not and, like you need that to feel like you're getting the full Spider-Man experience. And, and you know, one, one thing I gotta say is like, one of my first experiences with like true DLC was probably like the like the Borderlands franchise, like Borderlands Two in specific, because that was like honestly it's one of my favorite games ever. But it definitely had a lot of DLC, um, which is not a bad thing because it did like very good expansions that like added more to the game more guns more characters more and like and you know and case the last dlc well okay the second to last dlc um it added some you know post-game story content but also in a very fun like tiny tina's assault on dragon keep it was like very fantasy like like romp type thing but um and rj actually might not know this but borderlands 2 in in um just before Borderlands 3 released, um, they released a DLC, um, like a free one, just to promote Borderlands 3. And it was actually incredibly recent. That, that, that sounds like a good thing, though. I mean, no, I, it is. I feel, it I feel, is. Like, I like, feel like a lot of these developers are just fleecing their customer base. Zed, when you buy a game, are you expecting just to get the straightforward, like, nuts and bolts of it? Or are you expecting to be turned into a lifetime customer? Because I feel like for some of these games, you know, it, it's not like World of Warcraft where it could just go on forever. It's like you buy a game once and then they keep trying to sell you shit like five years later. Well, it depends on what type of game because nowadays, if there are single player experiences, which there rarely are, you can assume that you're going to get the full experience when you pay for, uh, you know, the game. But if it's a multiplayer-based game, I guarantee you that they're always going to try to sell you something. Even if even if you pay $60 for it, they're going to always try to sell you something if it's multiplayer. Because you're co- constantly going to be playing that game, and they're going to keep adding new features. That's true. Well, I mean, Black Ops, uh, I think it was Black Ops 3 was entirely online. Yeah. 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 Black Ops 3 was entirely online. Yeah, it was entirely online. It was entirely a multiplayer-based game. Uh, speaking of which, Doyle, um, what, what what about you? When you buy these games, are you buying it just to get that one, you know, singular experience, or are you anticipating having stuff solicited to you years after you've played it? I mean, kind of both. I mean, really, like when like 
if we go back to high school, like when we bought COD, like I, I all we could talk about was like the zombies and then uh, the campaign and everything was like awesome for Black Ops 2 and Black Ops 1. So that's what I was like looking forward to. And then they were always talking about, oh, the like the new maps coming out for like the multiplayer or the zombies. And we that's just how it got us all hooked. Because they yeah. came out new maps. So, like, yeah, I mean, th- this is what bugs me about the newest Black Ops. And I've only watched my brother play a little bit. But like bl- the first Black Ops probably has one of my favorite stories of any game. I loved it. Black Ops the numbers, 2. Mason. The numbers. The, the numbers. Yeah, like that was such a cool – that could have been a movie. That could have been a movie. I mean they had Sam Whitworth as as Mason, the main character. Black Ops 2 was a little bit stranger because of that. They threw in some RPG elements to a degree. And, and now the, the recent Black Ops that came out, I, I think they're just calling it Black Ops. It's a – it's it's like not even half the runtime in terms of the the main yeah. campaign as the others. It's like six hours. Yeah, Treyarch did the same thing that Infinity War did because because like so so um, so for people who play it on PC, um, basically like I, I played Modern Warfare recently, like the Warzone stuff because I play that with my brother sometimes, um, and like basically they have like when you boot up like. Modern Warfare Warzone. Um, what happens is it comes up with Black Ops on the left, Warzone in the middle, and Modern Warfare on the right. So basically, they have combined those three games into one thing. You don't have to buy both to play to play um, to play them all. Well, if you play them all, you have to buy both. But if you want to play one, you could just play one. Like if you want to play Warzone, you can download Warzone. Or if you want to play Modern Warfare, you can play Modern Warfare. Or Black Ops, you can play Black Ops. You get the point. But but basically, they put it all into one big menu screen, so like they kind of integrated it together. Like, it's it's interesting that they did that. I don't know how it works on console. Is that, is that a common thing? That's not not usually. That's new to me, at least. Like, I think it's the first time I've seen it. Yeah, because that is that. Have you played Marvel recently? I'm just curious. Not recently, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, just like I don't know if it's a PC exclusive thing. Like, if if that's a thing on console or not. Um, I don't well, know if Doyle here's... has the new Modern Warfare on console. Do you have Warzone on console, Doyle? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I do. It takes up a shitload of memory. Okay, so, like, when you boot up Warzone, does it bring up, like, the three games or just Warzone? It's been a while. Uh, did it always used to do that, or is that a new thing? No, it's new since they released Black Ops. You know, it's with, the, it's with that, it's with that uh, Cyberpunk beta. Yeah, that's <laughs> so so RJ, I do I do kind of want to um, pick back up where you're saying like like with games these days you can't get like a cohesive experience. I think that's a bit untrue. I don't think like all games are like that. I think because like I I know I'm kind of the only one here that's like a fan of indie games, but I think indie studios still do a good job at delivering a full experience, and the reason for that is because they are a small team with a vision that know that if they fuck up the game, they are homeless tomorrow. <laughs> um, but that's, that's only part of it, right? I mean, the other part of it is that they are, that, like, they are a small team vision and that they, they, like, they're pouring their heart and soul into the game. It's not a AAA studio that's like, oh, I'm just here for a job and you know, like, I have my part to play in the building the game, but like, I don't care how it succeeds because it's a AAA studio. But 
like an indie game studio, it's like, oh, we're like five guys. Let's make the best game we can and make some good money off it. Which, by the way, I mean, when I think of like the gold standard for video games, I, you know, you, you've heard me say so many nice things about uh, Spider-Man. But really, the, the game that I think I have played more than any other video game in my life is Red Dead. And it's it's because Red Dead Redemption, it's got its online component. It's got uh, undead. Uh, what what was it? Was it uh, Red Dead yeah, Redemption? Undead. undead Nightmare. Undead Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. That that is freaking crazy. You kill Bigfoot. You hunt unicorns. You fight zombies. It's awesome. But cool. you get little things like this, and it's from Rockstar. They're the same guys who do Grand Theft Auto. So you see a lot of the turnover elements. But this is just a game that just enjoys being fun and ridiculous. And this is uh, this is one of the achievements you get in this game that you certainly don't have to pay for, and you don't have to worry about being there. They put it in because they're genuinely fun people. Yeah, they're funny. Let's go ahead and hit it, Derek. Howdy, gamers. The Red Dragon here from Battlestrats.com. I'm going to show you how to get a secret achievement from Red Dead Redemption. It involves capturing a woman, tying her up, placing her on the train tracks, and then watching the train roll right over her. The coolest achievement I've ever seen in a game. So if you don't have your lasso yet, what you'll have to do is go do jobs for Bonnie. So pull up your map, go where B is on your map. Eventually, she'll show you how to capture wild horses and break them in using the lasso. She'll show you how to use the lasso. And then after you do that job, you you always have your rope with you. So uh, at that point, you can use it to capture other wild horses or capture wild women. If you're going to do this in town, I highly recommend calling your horse, which is up on the directional pad. I'm sure somebody will ask, how do you get your horse to come to you? Uh, so you just whistle to them if you're using the Xbox controller. Uh, if you do it in town, you're going to be chased by the cops more than likely because uh, everybody sees what you're doing. You can capture women out on the side of the road occasionally, but it's, there's just a lot more to choose from in town, you know. Uh, so you'll want to escape the cops and then drive up to the tracks somewhere uh, where you wish for your damsel to meet her demise. Or for your achievement if you want to look at it from a uh, happier perspective so this game is absolutely gorgeous as you can see this landscape everything you see right there you can you can ride to you can go to i mean it's immense this game is crazy so you want to be sure that you place your lady right there in the middle of the track i just want to point out like this the the first Red Dead has glitches. Even Red Dead Two has some glitches, but yeah. they put so much thought and work and stuff into it. It never bothered me. Yeah, Red Dead is a good game. Yeah, so we can keep going. And then wait for the train, and it can take a while for the train to come. So um, after the train starts to arrive, just be sure that. You watch this tragic incident, and you will then have your achievement. And then I like to hop on the train and act as though I have been there the whole time, walk in, try not to cause any attention, sit down, and enjoy the rest of my train ride to the next town. <laughs> destruction and chaos. So that's okay, your secret achievement. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. Look Faster. for more Red Dead Redemption videos coming very soon. Red Dra- 
Amazing. Oh, what my, if that what oh if that gosh. was an achievement? This dude is just a psychopath. <laughs> okay, we all so so you know what I used to do? I didn't well I would put people there. Someone had but, to find out. Someone had to find out it existed, right? Yeah, like somebody had to think of it. Like I used to <laughs> this got to be terrible. I, I used to take my horse. If it was somebody else's horse, I would leave it there and I would watch it get hit by the train because if you put them on the tracks, they don't move. Um, <laughs> an idiot horse. Um, this is so kind of transitioning from just, you know, everything we were trying to talking about. I also want to talk about like the culture of video games. I feel like video games, well, they've always been a cultural hot button issue. You know, people blame, we, we've talked about it before on past episodes. People blame them for shooting. People blame them for being overly sexed up. People blame them for cursing. People blame them for all these things. Um, I feel like video games really show what people want. And that's why when you try and do stuff like uh, Last of Us 2, for example, people freak out so badly. Zed, how about you give a, a quick rundown? What was the problem with The Last of Us 2? And uh, why should they never, ever, ever touch that franchise again? Well, I never played the first Last of Us, but from what I did my research on, on the first and second game, they basically, I mean, it's no spoiler now because the amount of controversy this spun up. Is, I saw it, it on it, Fox. Yeah. It's, the thing is, it's like the reason people were mad was they killed off a really well-developed character. Uh, and basically they made the players follow the story of the person that killed that very well-developed character, and you got to play her as the hero now. Well, we, we, yeah, we no, just need to accept it because the guy hurt. who was killed was a was a straight white male. So yeah, that's true. Like basically, they like can I can I spoil it? I'm gonna spoil it. Do Sorry, it. guys. Like J- Joel dies, and it pisses me off. What? Like. Like, like, we're so sorry, was, Sean. We're so sorry, sorry. that you're that you never had a PlayStation in your life and you're never gonna play Last of Us. So, <laughs> but like, Joel just dies to be in the game, Bitch. like, because a very stupid thing, like, like, he, like, he says who he is, like, because usually, like, in the first game, Joel was a very paranoid person, like, he would never give his real name to anyone, he would, like, like, he, he does not give his trust lightly. And he just meets these random people who say him from a few zombies and like, and he says, Oh, uh, my, my name's Joel Miller. And they're like, Joel Miller. And he's like, yeah. And then they shoot him in the leg and then like, and then proceed to kill him because, because and you don't even find out her motivations and like Abby's motivations. The, a- Abby was like the, <sighs> Like, cause you just find okay. out uh, she's like this buff woman in the, yeah, can we, can we, can we you address the elephant? <laughs> yeah. Like, can we address the elephant in the room? She had like Michelle Obama arms. <laughs> like, like that woman was more jacked than like Henry Calvin. Like in the apocalypse, yeah. there's not well, enough protein they, to sustain that level of what, muscle. Mass what, Sean? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. But, like she but, is. You don't, you don't see you don't, you don't see this because you're listening. I'm telling Sean, shut the fuck up about certain things. Yeah. But yeah, little, like Michelle Yo, Obama this. arms. Like this is it's basically like you know you know in like Toy Story when Sid the the kid in the first film he'll like take parts from other toys and put them together. It's like they took an angry an angry brat stall and put it on like a male like John Cena mm-hmm. body. And it's yeah. ju- it's just so wrong. And, well, and then and then they put in like the the creepy sex scene. That nobody yeah. wanted. Nobody wanted it. Nobody needed it. 
It was well, stupid. I think I mean you can talk about things like that, but I think the main reason people are pissed off is that they killed off a beloved character, and then Joel. you they expect you to play as Abby, a person who killed Joel right oh. away, and, and then act like I, nothing happened. And uh, spoiler warnings for people: you ba- there's two perspectives to the story. You play as Ellie going on a revenge quest for Joel's murder, and then you play as Abby as well. Well, wait, under- so this is the beginning of the game. That, yeah. yeah, Joel, Joel dies the very beginning of the game. Like, so you play as you play as Abby and Ellie, and Ellie's goal is to kill Abby and everyone associated with Abby in this big ass revenge quest. And she kills pretty much all of Abby's friends except Abby, and she has the chance <laughs> to kill Abby, but she ref- doesn't kill Abby because for some moral epiphany she decides that she's not a monster and she doesn't kill her and, after she she's killed, killed all her friends she's killed literally all her friends but she lets her go like she has her under the water choking her out and she lets her go like it's yeah. actually insane because like it's just a bullshit ending it's stupid it's well the thing is the game itself was a technical marvel right gameplay and everything was great but the reason why people play these games are a story right yeah, story and if you culture. completely screw up a story so bad where the characters you invested in for such a long time no longer matter anymore then what's the point of playing yeah, yeah. just 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 pretend that like last of us one ended and last of us two was a fever dream <laughs> like okay there there are no episodes seven through nine of star wars nope there are not um there is a mandalorian though and i'll take that (laughs) absolutely so so let's uh let's look at one game that i feel kind of touches on all these things it was known for bugs it got better its story is somehow it it was it 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 was no amount of cancel culture whether it was when the fox news conservatives were doing it when they wanted to get rid of video games or whether it's social justice warriors doing now they can't kill it and they seem to be adding online components that people actually like yes i'm talking about grand theft auto 5 who is who's played this one Uh, i I love this game i it's very fun Doyle loves this a bit too much. Doyle, what, what do you like about this franchise? Why has it been able to stay as long? Because I can get my vi- uh, my just like fucked up violent mind out into a video game and not get in trouble for actually doing it. I mean, uh, I mean all I have to say now, <laughs> like G- GTA Online has certainly evolved from its early days. Because like when it first started, it was just, like GTA Online was just a sandbox. Like... You know, you just you just basically get to play GTA Five with your friends. There were like jobs, but there were no heists yet. And Rockstar was like, "Oh yeah, heists are coming, heists are coming," but they didn't come for like a while. Um, they did eventually show up, and mm-hmm. they are adding heists to this day. This, this video we're about to play is like the most recent heist that they added to the game. So just to make um, sure, the heist is like a smaller game added to the longer game. Well, well, the heist is like just a long mission where you can make a lot of money. Like, well, it's it's part of the online version. Yeah, it's, of part, the it's part of the online. I mean, the heists were in the campaign too, but it was you know story heists. So uh, they, basically, I mean, they basically translated that to online. So like everyone has a role in the heist, and you get to like you know like you have to prep for it, and then you do the actual heist and make all the money and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, okay, let's go ahead and play this one. Right, M from the Is there a right place for the party? Can we post? Is there a hashtag? Pulling from nature. Hello. Getting money shot. 
We're all here because of one man. You're not on the mainland now, huh? Anything goes! <laughs> I've seen him going in like a trout, chasing some supermodel down the beach on a panther, mate. I didn't understand a word of that. Lots of guards, high-tech security. I need someone to rob it. You're obviously going to need a submarine. Let's try and come out of this with all of our ears and a bit of suntan. You know what I've got to say about Grand Theft Auto? It's like the Fast and Furious of video games. So, so GTA Online... Because it just gets ridiculously better each time they put it out. Yeah. Uh, and something I do want to say, like about GTA Online at least, like, it, you, if you want to actually get the things, like the fun things to do in GTA Online, like, it, basically you either have to dedicate a lot of time to it or buy a shark cards and what and shark cards are like the microtransaction money you can buy if you want them you don't have to but you can like um just because you need a lot of money in order to like initiate the heist and have like the proper equipment for it and stuff like that or just have a friend who has a bunch of stuff or let modders give you money i know someone who's gay like that's a thing yeah, like you can run into a modern game and they'll be like, yeah, here's a shit ton of money. Your bank account is now like like $20 million <laughs> in game, of course. Said, th- this game, in terms of like a cancel culture front, this game is literally the worst stereotypes in the world come together. Yes. How are they yeah. still making this? Well, that, that's why I enjoy GTA so much, whether it be GTA 4 or GTA 5. What makes it special and I think what makes people enjoy it is it actually makes fun of society, American society. And it, 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 it makes fun of the stereotypes and it's relatable. And I think the reason why it hasn't been canceled yet is because people have been trying to cancel Grand Theft Auto since 2001 when GTA 3 came out. So I, I figure Rockstar just figured out, hey, we can go as far as we want with this game and it's not going to cancel it because it's just way too popular. It's like the South Park of games. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Um, okay, now it's time we address the the 6,000-pound elephant in the room. While we've been bitching to a large degree as to why the internet has ruined most games and why in-app purchases are basically the devil, there is one game franchise, and Sean is already getting moody, that <laughs> I think could actually benefit from an online experience and i'm talking madden mm-hmm. and listen man i i got it sean i'm a sports convert like i i get it now but when it comes to madden fifa nhl those video game franchises let me let me tell you when i when i was at gamestop people wanted the new stuff but what you had was you had a certain number of customers that came in, a pretty large number that would come in and they would purposely buy, like in, like when I was working there in 2018, they would purposely buy Madden 2017. Because if the new game made the one right before that super cheap, the one that came out two games ago, but really only like 
two and a half, three years ago, which is still pretty good quality, is now dirt cheap. So what you have is these people that have like these massive Madden collections. And I'm sorry, from what I've seen of that game, which I, I, I remember playing on N64. That's when I remember it, Atari and N64. Yeah. Um, NFL Blitz? It, it's, all, it's all the same, man. Don't shake your head. Explain that shit. Yeah, it really is. I mean, okay. Yeah, explain. Tell us why Madden is worth it. Sell me year. on this. Why should we spend sixty dollars every year on the latest? Just for company? updated rosters. Okay. Yes, they do updated rosters, but then the, the graphics change, the mobility of players, and then they go into ultimate teams where they add more legendary Hall of Fame players that have different skill sets. Yes. Okay. Okay, but 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 here's my question. Gameplay what? wise, like what what is different about each player? Because here's the thing: you have like uh, like you have you know linebackers, kickers, like uh, like uh, what what's the point? Like you have like they're just names. That's all it is. The gameplay is exactly the same. Like it like you, it's not different if you're playing, you know, like. Uh, God bless. I'm trying to think of football players right now. Uh, um, you need names. What years do you want, Derek? Exactly. That's the point. Like, but who like, are the key people from this year? Yeah, who's, who's on the, who's on the cover? Who's on the cover this year? Oh, the guy that you can't get his name right, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson from the Ravens. Okay. Yeah. So, like, what's the difference between Lamar Jackson and really any other? I keep player? I keep calling him Lamar Odom. I'm trying, like, okay. <laughs> like, like, in, like in the game, like when you like, like when you're Lamar Odom was it. was the Kardashians' ex husband, right? Like what? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Sorry. when you're actually playing it, what's the difference between Lamar Jackson and any other player in the game? Well, the point is, I mean, in real life, I mean, I've I've never personally seen Lamar Jackson, but I've watched him in his games and. The guy's a human joy, human joystick. I mean, the guy okay. is super is he, fat. Is he a human joystick in, in 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 the in the Madden game? Yeah, yeah, literally. Like, he, is he, is he, a different is a different is a different player a human joystick as well? No, like, they're not all the same. Okay, so do they What's come different? with like their their own different like abilities and stuff? Yeah, yeah, like I, I want to understand what is different. Well, one can like sprint just a tad bit faster, like just a little bit faster. <laughs> they can throw a little bit further. Their stats are like that much different. Like there, there was there was one game. It was UFC 2010 where you could uh where where you could customize your own UFC fighter and you could play against like uh Kimbo Slice, Randy Couture, those guys. And like I wanted to make my guy quote realistic, like an amateur average Joe boxer. So he was like incredibly slow. So he got his ass kicked all the time. Yeah. But uh, uh, I here's here's the one thing I think Sean, you, you brought this up. Kind of, kind of pausing on the gameplay for a second. What what did they do about the Redskins? Can you play oh. the Redskins, or are they the Washington Football Team? Okay, so basically, last time I checked was, and this is like former players, like. At this point, it, it's the updated thing, so they're called the Washington football team. So I was like, okay, I want to play with Joe Theismann, one of the greatest Redskins quarterbacks of all time. Clicking through, clicking through. They already changed the the team name that he was under back in his day when they were the Redskins. That that bother that bothers the shit out of me. Because it's like that that happened. 
That that was what they were. They were not the Washington football team. They were the Washington Redskins. They yep. still they still are for most part. I'm sorry, not not to get too much into sports on this one, but like, yeah, you you go through D.C. You, you, in fact, you go through anywhere in our in our area of Nova. Nova. Do you still see people wearing Redskins paraphernalia? Yep. Everywhere. And it's like, what are they going to do for like, you know, when they do sports clips and stuff, Sean, like, are they, are they going to just blur out every Redskin logo? I mean, like ESPN already basically has erased them. Like Thanos snapped any, anything that has to do with either the Redskins name or the logo. You cannot find it on the, on ESPN. Well, there was a reason why on fanatics and again, sorry to get into sports, but that's why half more than half their shit went 75 to 80% off and everything got sold within two days of them changing the name. Um, this is that, 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 that's what bothers me. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm not a big sports fan, so I could care less, but here's the thing. When we're going back to talking about how microtransactions can actually benefit uh, sports games, okay, you make Madden an online service. And Doyle, I can tell you, one year is not, you will not see any graphics change in one year. They'll probably update the textures. They'll probably make the the field like slightly different shade of green. Yes, you know what I mean. Greener, but 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 what I'm what I'm saying is crystal snow effects. What I'm saying is, you know, graphically, games don't advance that fast. And are, are they not, going? Are they going to show people in the stands for Madden 2021? There's an oh. option. Hey, you can do no fans or no, yes. no, no, no. That's tw- so creepy. No, no, 2020 version cardboard cutouts. That is so creepy. Yeah. Right, right, right RJ. Cardboard Basically. cutouts because, like, this. Yeah, really. I actually so so like I, I I am a baseball fan. I'm a big Orioles fan. And if you wanted to go see an Orioles game during the pandemic, if you wanted to be one of the cutouts, it was like a hundred and twenty dollars for the cutout. And originally that bothered that's, me. But here's the thing: dumb. what they will do, and and they will put your face on the cutout after you buy that. What you're really paying for is one for them to superimpose your face on there for it to be on TV. But they they get the team to sign the cutout and mail it to you i thought that was interesting but i will say that watching sports right now like you know watching the 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 buffalo uh the buffalo bill versus ravens game uh, at the time of recording the night before like watching only like a few thousand uh fans in there is creepy so i wonder what they're going to do for like this upcoming madden unless it's already out like do they show people in the stands or not i mean currently right now they like so as basically the pandemic went on they had fans in there and then an update came out i think it might have been like three months or four months ago that you can as you're setting up your multiplayer game whoever's the home team that it selects you can your option was like okay i wanted these uniforms and no fans that's so weird yeah. Why why hasn't somebody turned it into an online game set? Because that honestly makes more sense because you're well, spending yeah. $60 a year. And I think I think Sean you you would probably like this if you could get it if you could pay for like an annual yeah. subscription of like 20 bucks or something and then you just get it updated yeah. regularly. You just get yeah. the updated rosters yeah. like the- So yeah, you just yeah, you update the rosters, right? For like $20 if you want to update the roster, you can pay $20. If you want 
you know, yeah. uh, a and specific, if you want a specific uh, victory dance or a specific emote or, uh, you know, whatever a sports fan wants, specific plays, you can buy it for three ninety nine a piece. You yeah. know what I mean? Instead of oh, dumping yeah. $60. And the, the, the reason they don't know that, the, the reason they don't do that, because it's a much better system, is because they know people are going to dump $60 every single year. Yeah, people like you, Doyle, who's going to buy it, you know, sucker into buying whoa, 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 Hey, hey, leave, leave Doyle on this, because I can understand it to a degree. Like with me and comic books, like I, I will... I, I, what I try and avoid is like in the comic book industry, what they'll do is they will come out with uh, seven different covers for one comic. So I won't buy all, all the different covers just to bag and board them or frame them or something. Uh, you know, I will choose the cover I want, but you have some people that will go and they'll spend hundreds of dollars on these limited edition covers for the one comic that it is on top of. And it's one of those things where it's more of a collector's mindset. I mean, like, like Sean, is it more of just to say you have every Madden or is it really just the fact that you want to have that gameplay? I mean, I just, it, basically I just want to have that gameplay. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm probably the biggest sports fan in this group that I just, or like, none. it's yours. It's your title. Yeah. So I just like to be, it would apply as like every character and see how it feels to possibly be Tom Brady, even though I know he's the biggest pussy on the planet, but that's my opinion. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think that's basically everything we got guys. You want to cover anything else? Anything strike uh, your fancy? I mean, that's pretty much the state of gaming in 2021 right now, huh? Yeah. I, I honestly like, um, you know, for anyone that's looking for something fun to play, um, just that's like a single player story type game. Uh, I'm just going to recommend Hollow Knight and the Ori games, Ori of Blind Forest, Ori Will of the Wisps. Mm-hmm. I think those three games are very fun. I like them a lot. Um, it's, you know, just look into it, see if you like it. It's up to you. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I, I have one last thing I want to cover Nintendo Switch. Oh, uh, yeah. Nintendo games. Let's in talk general. about that shit. Physical okay, like, DLC I, manifested. I <laughs> like I like the Nintendo Switch. I genuinely like the Nintendo Switch. But the one thing about Nintendo games, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm. it's all basically the same game just getting re-released every couple of years. It's always so, Smash Brothers. It's uh Paper Paper Mario is apparently a thing. It's it uh it's it's Mario Kart and a couple others. And like, so, I, I, mean, I play it for doom. I like the doom games. Well, well at least when it comes to Paper Mario, Paper Mario has been bad since like, it's after uh super Paper Mario, I believe. Um, like, like just people disagree. It's just bad games, but in terms of like Mario Kart and smash bros, at least they're, they're adding, you know, like new characters and items and stages and what tracks new characters. And, like, they haven't made new characters in like 30 years. Sephiroth is in smash bros. Who the fuck is Sephiroth? And Banjo Kazooie. Okay. Ba- but Banjo Kazooie has been around for a while, Derek. Yeah, but he's in the game. Like it's not, it's not new to smash, but like, it's just the fact that he's, Oh, a- so you're talking yeah. like actually playable. You're not talking like new anything because they're, yeah. if, if you want to talk about, like if it, well, I, I like see Nintendo. Away and smash talk. <laughs> I like uh, I, I like how with with Nintendo they're kind of like Disney in a way. Like you will never get away from Mickey. You will never get away from Goofy. And no, that type you, of stuff. you'll that's never get away from Nintendo Mario. characters. Like you never get away from Mario. You never get away from Zelda. Like it's just it's not going to happen, and that's okay. 
Who's um, buying their stuff though? Because I can't believe that you've got that many people that just want to play Mario. Well, I mean, Odyssey is not a pretty good game. Like, I don't know if you played that, but it's different from the other Mario games. It, it is. Nice. It's not buy a new console and buy basically the same game over again. No, no, it's not. Um, and then there's like Breath of the Wild, and then um, like the appeal of the Switch also just is the fact that it's something that you can just you know take on the go with you. Like it's not like it's a fully fledged console that you can play outside of your TV. It's not like a gimmick like a 3DS or some crap. Like it's like it's actually like you can just play the same game, just take it right out and put it in like seamlessly. Well, what I like about the switch is that while I could play many of those games, probably a lot more games on like an iPhone, for example, mm-hmm. um, it, it's the same reason. Like when I was working at the Washington Times, so many young people buy, were still buying newspaper subscriptions mm-hmm. because they would tell me I read a newspaper because I won't get distracted and there are no pop-ups. That's kind of like how it is because playing a Nintendo switch sends me back to when I was playing like a Nintendo DS uh, back in 2005. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of that. It's like, this is just, I can just take this anywhere. And when I'm playing this game, I'm fully immersed in this game. You don't yeah. get that with really anything else. And that's one reason why I, you know, as we were talking this entire time, the, the, the new video games out on these consoles. Now it's like, uh, you're just being bombarded with ads all the time. Like, and you know, something I will say about at least Nintendo and their practices, they're they're very behind when it comes to a lot of things like they they came very late to the party when it came to dlc stuff like they didn't start that until very late like wii u era to early switch and what and what i mean by that is like uh, like microsoft and sony were already doing it with like the ps3 x360 like dlc for their games and and like that went to the PS4 and the Xbox One and all that, but Nintendo waited quite a bit and like staved off that practice for a while, and then they kind of embraced it wholeheartedly now, in the sense that like like amiibos are a thing, like little plastic figurines that don't just apply to Smash Bros, but they apply to other games too, and like give you in-game rewards for that stuff. And I think they work for like other things like Mario Party and Mario Kart and stuff. I don't know exactly what they do or like which ones apply to what because I never bought one. I refuse to buy one. I think it's just stupid. But like it does, there is like a, it's physical DLC that you have to actually either get mailed to you or buy. And those, those things are going to be outdated like as soon as you get them. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. It's like, it, like Nintendo is just, it's stupid and their their outline is also very bad because like i think like at least switch online is pretty bad because it still uses like friend codes instead of like actual ids which is dumb um mm-hmm. like you can use screen names once you have the quote-unquote friend code but that's how you find people like like it's and like there's no voice chat there's like no like it's just it's almost going back to when if you wanted to play like on your on your Game Boy Advance or something, you had to get the little cable. Yeah, the link cable. <laughs> like Nintendo's been very behind on the online stuff. Oh, that that is the last thing I will add. I miss split screen games. Same. I, I miss still that has so those badly. at the very least. That that's what they still have. 
Yeah, There's like I, I miss being stuff. able to have everyone come over and we're all playing, you know, like, like a racing game or playing yeah. Nazi zombies on Call yeah. of Duty or something. And you can, yeah, yeah, and that's that's what the Switch still has. Like you can still play Smash Bros. together. You can still play Mario yeah. Kart. What, what was that, Sean? Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit. Exactly. You, like those yeah. those games are only good when you can play them with the person physically next to you. Yeah, like playing with your friends is like the best thing ever. That's awesome. Yeah, when they, when they, I think they purposely started doing that to prioritize online gaming. When they did that, um, that was that that took a little bit of happiness from the world. And you know, like even online gaming right now, it's it's just so different. Like Sean, remember, like in the mid two thousands, what the early Xbox Live chat rooms were like. Mm-hmm. That was good times. That every little boy saying, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, what is this me? Your brother sucks cuck in hell. Yeah. I, I, I uh, think, yeah. Zoomers I think that, today wouldn't survive the chat rooms of 2007. No, they, they would have an aneurysm. I, I honestly, they, 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 they would be triggered so fast. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that the happiest medium was like Halo 3, where you could have four player split screen, but also playing online at the same time. Yes. Like yes. four people in the same room, but like playing with like eight other people as well. To have like a twelve-person like death match or, or like a fat kid or whatever the hell game mode you're playing on a on Halo Three. Halo Three was the best game. Yeah. Like after that, everything is just downhill. Two thousand seven, great year for gaming. It was absolutely. Um, to to wrap things off, uh, we'll we'll just go you know down the panel again. You think games are getting better? Or do you think as we try and you know cram more stuff into it and try and upcharge people of more in-game purchases, it's just gonna make the whole quality so much worse? Uh, we'll start with Sean and go up, Sean. Uh, honestly, I, I, it's gone down and. The quality, I mean, yeah, graphics, textures, like Zed was saying, you, you can do all that shit, but it's not the same. And I think the biggest thing, like you, it's like what you said with split screens, I can't share it with my family in, in-house. It's like I have to do it with my friends or like I'd have to ask my dad to get his computer beefed up like Zed was saying, so then we could all play cyberpunk together once they have a multiplayer or something else. Yeah. Derek. I, I think that triple a studios are prioritizing profits over good games. And that leads to rushed products that are bad. But I think, I think indie game studios are pumping out pretty good shit because the tools are better now than they've ever been. And they have the ability to create good games because the tools are available to them and available in a better, like it's, it's more capacity with like the ability, like more accessibility, essentially. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you have access to better tools and you can make good games if you want to? And indie game studios make good games, but AAA studios are like, Oh, we need the money. So just pump something out in a year and call it a day. Like, so I think it's a mixture. I think, I think you'll see some gems come out, but overall, like you'll see big titles go down. Cyberpunk, not breathtaking. Zed? Not breathtaking. I'd say as of 2021, if you want a nice, good, rewarding experience worth your money, I'd say get into indie games because indie games are a lot better, well-made um, they're often cheaper as well than AAA titles. It's very rare you're going to get a AAA title nowadays, which will actually 
meet expectations or surpass expectations. I think the only game I've heard of this past year, which was actually really good, was like Doom Eternal, and that's it. And, and I still want to play Doom, like it's because it's straightforward and there's no bullshit. But uh, guys, I, I think we covered a lot this episode. I learned a lot. I see, folks. I'm trying. I'm trying to learn more about sports. I've been talking more sports stuff. I'm trying to get back into video games. Video games aren't making it easy. We're we're gonna have these uh, these things to try and figure out because you know the the world, despite everything going on, these crazy crazy times, things are getting better in many ways. But when it comes to the stuff that's supposed to give us joy and happiness, especially when we're given fistfuls and fistfuls of cash, don't give us that for freaking cyber bug bullshit that we got i mean it's it's not breathtaking anyway it's not breathtaking but you're breathtaking but you're breathtaking (laughs) um folks thank you so much for your time tonight please it costs you nothing but it means everything to us go ahead and leave a five-star rating interview on itunes if you haven't helps us get in those top charts lets people know what we're about share this episode if you had fun and remember there's more to the world than politics plagues and bullshit as Truth. always, listening to On the Run, I'm Remso W. Martinez. Be good, stay safe. Talk to you later in the week. Bye. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Like the Chris Spangle Show, Liberty Explained, The Brian Nichols Show, The Boss Hog of Liberty, Freedom Strips with Keaton Tucker, On the Run with Rimzo Martinez, Gingerarchy with Trisha Stewart Mann, Upward Libertarian Activism, and now hear this. Tune in now and we're going to help you sound smarter when talking with your friends.